We begin the Gemara today on Dafyut Ches Amit Beis, five lines from the bottom. A person washes his hands to eat. Niskavin he had a kavana that he's washing his hands, not just stamose, his hands were in water, but he had kavana that he wants to be metayer his hands, then yodov tahiris. His hands become pure and he's able to eat. Loiniskavin, he did not have kavana, so then yodov tmeis, then his hands remain tome. In a Braise we learned whether he has Kavana. What? I skipped something? Oh, sorry, okay, skipped a line and a half. Similar in those cases where you're supposed to toivel your hands into the water. If you remember, we had in the Mishnah, when you're eating Kachim, it's not enough to wash your hands with a Kaili, the way we wash today, but you have to toivel your hands in a Kachim Mikveh. So if niskaven yod of tahiris, loy niskaven yod of tmeis. You had kavana, so your hands are pure. You did not have kavana, your hands are tome. We learned in Abraise, bein niskaven, bein loy niskaven. Whether you had kavana, whether you did not have kavana, yod of tahiris. The hands are tore. So how could Abraise say that there's a distinction? Om Rav Nachman, so Rav Nachman answers, loy kashya. There's no question here. Kan l'chulen. When we're speaking about chulin, you wash your hands, whether you had kavana or not, your hands will become toir. And kan la meiser. When we're speaking about meiser, or as Rashi says, meiser, and for sure truma, and anything higher than that, if you wash your hands or you toivel your hands without kavana, it won't become toir. So how do I know the chulin loy boy kavana? That for chulin, when you toivel or when you wash your hands, you don't need kavana. It's not because there's a Mishnah that says, a Mishnah Mikvois that says as follows Gal Shanitlash. You have this huge wave that is coming from the ocean and got uh, sort of uh, picked up in the air, separated from the ocean. Ubayar Boim saw, and it has enough of the minimum size of a mikveh, 40 saw. Vinofal al Adam, and it came flying down onto a person, or Vala Kalim, or on Kalim. Tahirim. So they become tired by this big uh, gal, this big uh, wave of water that came upon them. Now, so what, is, what do we see from this? Ketani Adam Dumya Dekelem. So the Mishnah here is saying that whether the person, is, it came crashing down on a person, or it came down on Kalem, and it uh, was, was immersed in this water, that we compare them. So th- what do we understand from this? Ma Kalem, just like the Kalem, the vessels that were there, that the water came crashing down on them, Duloy Mechavni. There was no kavana that this wave of water should be purified with this immersion of, in this wave of water. Afadam, the same with the person that was standing there and now got immersed in this wave of water. Even without kavana, he'll become toy. That's what we see from here that for, you don't need any kavana in the tefillah of a mikveh if it's for matters of chulim. There's a big discussion in Rishainim when you get to this wave of water because usually the halacha is when you have a mikveh, it has to be in one place. It can't be flowing. What's called zeichalen, as we'll see soon from the Rashi and the explanation of the continuation of the Gemara. If there's water that's flowing, or even if you have a mikveh and the mikveh is not properly insulated, the walls it's still it's flowing, flowing out, and the water keeps on going down. It's not a kosher mikveh. It has to be a in one place. So the question is, what's the story with this wave of water? So the Rishayim say that this concept of the water that has to be in one place does not apply to a mayon. 
to a spring of water. And this yam that we're speaking about here has a halacha of a mayon. And therefore, even when the water, the wave lifts up in the air and crashes down on the person, it doesn't matter. It's not a, there's no issue of it being zeichlin, of it flowing and moving out of its place. And it'll be matai the person. But the, um, which concept? Of kavana. What do you mean? What's the difference if you have kavana? The, 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 the happened. No, that doesn't matter. So, but that, that was the whole chiddush of what the Mishnah said. Yeah, that you do have to have that. Chazal. This is all takonis of Chazal. Chazal wa misakin. That for anything other than chulin, if you don't have kavana, the tzvil of the mikveh doesn't count. It's, it's all midrabana. Chazal wa misakin this. Right? But not for chulin though. That's the chiddush of our gemara. For chulin, as long as you're immersed in the mikveh, you're tired. But for anything above chulin, meiser, if you don't have kavana, it's as if you did not immerse in the mikveh. So here the gemara is bringing the source for this. That we see a person is similar to kalim, and he becomes tired. Why do you need a wave? What again? Why do you need a wave? You don't need a wave, but this is just an, a, 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 scenario. a scenario that happens, yeah. So this, this is seemingly the chiddush of that mishnah there. That even without kavana, you would become tired. But the Gemara immediately refutes this and says, Umimai, how do you know that that's the point of that Mishnah? Dilma, perhaps, Maybe the person sees that it's a stormy day and these waves are coming off the shore. And he's standing there, instead of going to a mikveh, he's waiting and he's having kavana that this wave should come over him and cover him. Askinon, maybe that's what we're speaking about. And therefore saying the reverse, the kalim dumye the adam, the kalim that were immersed in this water of the wave, similar to the person himself. Ma adam, the bar kavana, just like the person himself, he has kavana that this wave should come over him and be immersed in it and there will be a mikveh for him. Af kalim, the machavan lohu, so to the kalim, it's his kalim. Of course, the kalim themselves can't have kavana, but the person had kavana, he placed his kalim there intentionally that the wave should cover it. So now the Gemara asks, if you'll argue and say, if the person sees the wave coming and he's sitting there and waiting for the wave to cover him, so then Maila Memra, what's the Chiddush that this wave of water will be Metairim? Why not? He's, he's there, he's waiting, he has Kavana, the wave has 40 saw, what's missing? Says the Gemara, the Chiddush would be as follows, because I would think to say, if you allow a person to tevil in this wave from the water of an ocean, even though this itself is fine, but maybe there would be excited to say that now, if you allow a person to tevil here, a person might also end up tevilling in a flow of rainwater that's flowing down a mountain. And a person will say, look, if I was allowed to table in a, in a wave of the ocean that came out of the water, so I can also table with rainwater that's flowing down from a mountain. And that's not allowed. As Rashi here brings, when you have wave, uh, when you have the, not a wave, when you have the rainwater coming down a mountain, that's not a kosher mikveh. For two reasons, Rashi says. Either Rashi says it's called a katafris. When you have a very uh, steep slope and there's water flowing down. So even if you have water, they have a lot of water, enough that a person could immerse in it, but... It's not considered that you have the 40 saw of water in one place. It has to be a flat surface where the water is, or, even, or at least not so steep. But if it's a katafris, extremely steep, and it's going down a slope, that's not a mikveh bachlal. You don't have the water in one place. Besides that, Rashi says, regarding mei regarding rainwater, as I mentioned before, there's the issue of zeichelen. Zeichelen means the water is flowing, it's not in one place. By the water coming from the ocean, there's no issue of the water being in a wave and flowing. But by the rainwater, there is. So we should maybe make a gzeda and say that if you allow a person to table in the wave from the ocean, he may come and make a comparison and do the same with rainwater. 
Or the Gemara says that there's actually a gzayda to be geyser regarding this, this wave itself. We should make a gzayda the lower tips of this wave because of the higher center of the wave. What's usually the shape of a wave of water that comes out of the water? You have this huge wave that comes out and it's almost like this big arch of water that comes out. And you have the lower tips that comes down and crashes down on the person. But then you have the arch, the center of the arch of this wave in the middle that still remains in midair before it crashes down on the person. So what the Gemara is saying is, you have the person that's sitting on the ground, or he has his kalim that are on the ground, and the water comes down on the ground onto the person or onto the kalim. That's fine. That, that will be Matthias the person. But you should be geyser that the person, when he sees this wave of water, he might take kalim and throw it up into the air, and it, it's going to be immersed in that arch of the wave there in midair, before the water crashes down onto the ground. And that's not a good mikveh. As the Gemara will now explain that it's not, that's not going to be metayed in the midair. So maybe we should be geyser that a person might do such a thing. Kamash malan, the rinon. And that's the chiddush of that Mishnah that we don't make this gzayda. So the point the Gemara is saying is, who says the chiddush of that Mishnah is that a mikveh is metayed without kavana? Maybe the chiddush is that it's metayed even though there would be various reasons to make a gzayda. So now the Gemara explains this last point here. From where do we know that you can't be tevil in the high point of the wave that's in midair? The Tanya, because we learned in Abraisa, you can be tevil in the lower tips of this wave that comes down onto the ground. But you can't tevil in the center and the height of this wave that's in midair. Why not? There's no tevil in a mikveh in an ear. Rashi here says, the Torah says, mikveh, mikveh means a pool of water that's on the ground. And even this wave that, that's considered to be that it's coming from a spring of water and it's not uh, rainwater, but still a mikveh has to be on the ground, not in the midair. So therefore there's no such, there's no such a thing of mikveh in Ba'aver. Point is that now we don't yet have a source for this chiddish that for chulin you don't need kavana. So where is the source for this? Elo, so rather, mehodet nan, the source is from the following Mishnah. Mishnah says, What happens if a person had fruits that fell into a stream of water? And a person that his hands are tummy, stuck his hands into the water, to take the fruits, he wanted to get his fruits that are going down the stream of water. So what's the halacha? So just by sticking his hands into the water, even though, why did he stick his hands into the water? Not because he was trying to wash, to be able to eat, or to be metayed his hands. He stuck his hands in there to get his fruits. So his hands will be tied. So here you see clearly his hands become tied even without kavana. Upeidois, now the peidois that fell into this water, enon bechi yutan. They will not become susceptible to tumah based on the halacha of ki yutan. What's this halacha of ki yutan? Anytime any produce would become wet, that's what makes it susceptible to tumah. If the produce is not wet, and it touches Tumah, it does not become Tumah. It has to be wet to become susceptible to Tumah. Now the halach of Kiyutan is that we dashen, even though on the Torah, the lashon of the Torah is Kiyutan Mayim Malzera. If there's any water or any fluid that, that comes onto this uh, peiri, but uh, Rashi says we dashen as if it says Kiyitain. Now Yutan, Yutan means it happens automatically. Yitain means you put water on it. 
What does this mean? Only if it, got, if it got wet willingly, that you are interested in these paytas becoming wet, then it becomes susceptible to tumma. But if you weren't interested in it becoming wet, it does not become susceptible to tumma. So over here, the person was not interested in his paytas becoming wet, and he didn't want his hands to get wet either. He just it fell into the water. So therefore, the paytas that fell into the water against his will will not become susceptible to tumma. True, and a Hanami could be. The aim. So, but we say that, that what? when it rains, it does No, who's holding after, that? After the depends. If the person the left it there, if it depends, it depends on different conditions, not always. If a person is sticking his hands into the water in order to wash off his hands, so stand Yadav Tahiris, as far as your hands are concerned, it'll be the same Alakha, your hands become Tahir. Again, the same point as before, if you stick your hands into the water, it doesn't matter. Either way, your hands became immersed in the water, it's Tahir. But now, Now, the Paytas, you're happy now that the Paytas fell into the water. Even though maybe Rashi here says, even maybe originally you didn't want your Paytas to fall into the stream of water, it's going to flow away. But now, because these Paytas fell into the water, you got an opportunity to wash your hands. So after the fact, you're happy that the paytas got wet into the water, and therefore the paytas become susceptible to tumah by being wet in the water here. Okay, but the main reason the Gemara brought this Mishnah, it's a Mishnah Machshirin, we see here that you put your hands into the water, even if it was not for the purpose to be metar your hands, without kavana, your hands are become tired. What did it say in our Mishnah? A person tovels for chulin, v'chuchsak l'chulin, and he had kavane, that his tefillah should be for eating chulin, asr l'maiser. You're not allowed, your, your tefillah does not work, the kavane for the tefillah for chulin does not work for maiser. So what does this mean? Hochsakin. It sounds like, even regarding chulin, only if you had kavana, it works for the chulin, but if you did not have kavana, then even for the chulin, you're not going to be tar for chulin either. So you see that even for chulin you need kavana. And says the Gemara, no, this is how you read the Mishnah. Even if you're going to be, the tefillah is going to be good for chulin, but it's still asr for maiser. Not that you need that kavana for chulin. You don't need a kavana. But since when you tevilled, you only had kavana for the chulin, so therefore it's not going to work for maiser, which needs specifically kavana that you're tevilling for maiser. But you don't need a kavana for the chulin. Eisvei, another question he asked him, taval v'loi hochsak. It said in the Mishnah that a person that was tevilled, and Veloy Hochsak, he did not have any kavana. So Rashi explained in the Mishnah, it means a person was just bathing in the water. And he did not have any kavana for any tefillah whatsoever. It's as if he didn't tevil at all. My love, don't you think this means This means it's as if the person didn't tevil at all. That's a simple reading of the Mishnah. So the Gemara answers, that's not what it means. All the Mishnah is saying is that it's not going to be a good tefillah for Maiser. But for Chulin, it will be a good tefillah. But it is a good tefillah for the Chulin. Again, it is a good tefillah for the Chulin. Now, now he thought, which is Rav Nachman, the rabbi was asking him this question, he thought that he's, tam, he's pushing him off. This is a deichik in the Mishnah. I mean, the simple pshat in the Mishnah is that if you tava v'loi hochsak, ki'il v'loi tava. It didn't say the Mishnah only for Maiser. 
It's mashma the Mishnah that the tefillah doesn't work at all. And he's, he's being deiche, he's telling him, no, it only meant for Maisa. So he thought he was just pushing off his question, but it's really not a good answer. But nafak dok va'ashkach. He went out and he was medayik, he looked and he found that there's a clear b'raise that says this. The Tanya the b'raise says, toval v'loi hulchsak. A person tevils and he did not have kavana for tefillah, he was just bathing in the water. Asr you're allowed to eat ma'isa, but a mutter You're allowed to eat chulin. So this is a clear b'raisa, like the chiddush of Rav Nachman. When it comes to chulin, there's no need for kavana. Not when you wash your hands for until it's and not when you table in the mikveh. I remember there's a letter from the Rebbe about this. A very interesting letter. When you get to this, that uh, the women that don't keep taras hamishpacha and they don't go to the mikveh and so on, but the fact that uh, they go to the beaches and they're in the water, which is a kosher the mikveh, even without kavana. It could save them from, uh, it could be retire them. Remember, in the kind of, you remember such a thing? I remember writes such a thing. I remember the Rebbe writes this in a letter also, based on the sinew, that they, they don't need any kavon, even if they're just uh, bathing in the water. Rabbi said another halacha. This is again regarding this kavana for the tefillah in a mikveh. Toval va'ala. Person toveled in the mikveh and he already came out of the mikveh. And when he toveled, so he did not have kavana. Machzik He could now have kavana. He could define what his tefillah is for, for whatever he wants. Right? So he, he didn't. He's already out of the mikveh, but even at this point, he can uh, he can have the kavana for what his tefillah of the mikveh should be for. So the Gemara asks on this meisvei. It says If you're still with one foot in the water, then I say as follows: If your kavana, you define your tefillah with your kavana for something that's on a lower level, for a lighter thing, you could change your kavana, and you can think that the mikveh, the tefillah, should be beneficial for something that's more stringent. But that's only as long as one foot is in the water. Allah, when a person completely came out of the water, so now he can't have kavana, he can't define his tefillah to be for something different than what his kavana was before. My love, don't you think that this is a question of what Rabbi Laza said? That he can't have any, at this point, if you're totally out of the mikveh, you can't have any kavana at all to define your tefillah, it's you're already out of the mikveh. So the Gemara answer is, no, that's not the pshat here, this is not a question of Rabbi Lazar. Why? Because Aideyu, when it said in the Braise, that it only if he has one foot in the water, so then he can change the kavana of his tefillah. What that means is, Afal Pisha even though he clearly had a certain kavana when he was in the mikveh, he already defined what his tefillah is for, for a certain kavana. Machzik, he can still change his mind when he gets out of the mikveh, as long as one foot is in the water. Allah, if he came totally out of the mikveh, so then, then what Rabbi Loza said before will be true. If he had no kavana whatsoever when he was in the mikveh, he can still define what his tefillah will be for. But if he already decided, if he already had kavana, what the tefillah should be for, then then he can't change his mind. So the point the Gemara is saying is it depends. If he had no kavana at all, so then once you're out of the mikveh, you can't have kavana what your tefillah is for. But, again, if you did not have kavana at all, you could have kavana when you come out of the mikveh. But if you had kavana, you already defined what your tefillah is, then you can only change your mind if you only have a foot in the mikveh still. But if you, if you, if you don't have a foot in the mikveh anymore, you can't change what you already defined the tefillah for. If you had no kavana? Then you could. Then Rabbi Loza said, even if both feet are out of the mikveh, you still could change your, uh, you could define what the tefillah is for.
Sagt der Gemara, man tane, snahuse tane. Correct, that's what he's saying. Man tane, so who's the tane that says this halacha? That a day you raglo yachas that if you have one foot in the water, so you still connect it to the mikveh, and you could undo the kavana that your tefillah was for. Amar apedas Rabbi Yehuda he. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that says that when your foot is still connected to the mikveh, so it's as if you're still in the mikveh to some extent. So we learned in the, mikveh, in the Mishnah as follows. What happens if you have a mikveh that was measured and it's exactly the minimum size the, 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 of, of what a mikveh is? 40 saw. Precisely. And two people went down into mikveh and they're tavling one after the other. Harishain tar. So the first person that tavled in the mikveh will be tar. He tavled in the mikveh 40 saw. The second person that tabled in the mikveh, you don't have 40 saw anymore. He took some water out with him. So, so the second person will be Tommy. So on this Rabbi Yehuda comes and says, If the feet of the first person that came out of the mikveh are still touching the water, so af hasheni tohir. So then the second person that's inside the mikveh will still be tahir because the water that's on the body of the person that's out of the mikveh, since his feet are still in the mikveh, he's still connected to the mikveh. As we'll see in a moment, the Gemara is going to call this good aches. <coughs> good aches means the water that's on the body of the person that's above, outside the mikveh, it's as if it's drawn down. Good aches means we draw it down as if that water on his body is still connected to the mikveh below and the person inside the mikveh still has a mikveh of 40 saw. So just like Rabbi Yehuda says that over here, B'negeah to these two people tavling in the mikveh, similar we say, B'negeah to kavana, that when you come out of the mikveh, you had one kavana when you were inside, and you want to change your kavana when you're coming out, if your feet are still in the water, you have the ability to undo what you already defined your tefillah for, because you're still connected, it's as if the water that's on your body is still connected to the mikveh inside. Said in the name of Rabbi Baravu regarding this machloikis that they had of the two people tavling in a mikveh that it was exactly forty saw machloikis b'maylas derabanan. This whole machloikis here is only regarding a certain tvila which was required as a chumre midrabanan. But minatayre they would not argue about this. If this was a tvila of a real tume minatayre. Then everybody would agree that Hasheni Tommy, that the second person is Tommy. In other words, this is a kulimid rabbanon. The fact that really the mikveh itself does not have 40 saw anymore. But the body of the person that's coming out, we connect the water of his body to the mikveh. That's only in a case where it's a tvila mid rabbanon. By tvilim and we wouldn't say such a kula. So now the Gemara says, Vahainu de Rabbi Pedos. This is exactly the point that Rapidos was saying before. What was the comparison of Rapidos? Rapidos was saying, just like here, they're arguing regarding the water on the person's body, whether it's still considered to be connected to the mikveh. So the argument over here is regarding a mikveh that's exactly 40 saw. And he said that from here we could learn also regarding what we were speaking about before, which is the kavana. To change your kavana that you had when you were inside the mikveh, as long as your feet are still in the mikveh. So it's still considered to be connected. Both of these alachis are midrabana de gechumris. The entire concept of having kavana, and therefore your tefillah is defined according to your kavana, is rabana de gechumra. And here, Rabbi Baravu said that this price, this argument is also So therefore Rabbi Pedas connected these two machlekesim. 
There's another opinion that said that Rav Nachman said the name of Rav Baravua. The argument over here between the Rabbanon and Rabbi Yehuda in that, in that uh, Mishnah was even regarding a real Tomim and Atayra. That Rabbi Yehuda would say that if you feel connected to the mikveh, the second person will be tired, even when he's a really Tomim and Atayra, that is. Aval b'mailas the rabbanon. If it was only a tefillah which was a chumrim with the rabbanon, divri akayla fasheni toy. There, there would be no argument about this. If it's if it's only a tefillah with the rabbanon, everybody would agree that as long as the second person's feet are still connected to the mikveh, the first person's feet that is, is still connected to the mikveh, the second person would be toy. Now it says the Gemara, plige the rabbi pedos. So this argues in what Rabbi pedos said before, because Rabbi pedos was speaking before about the chumrim with the rabbanon regarding kavana. Whether the, the fact that your feet are still in the mikveh gives you the ability to change your kavana or not. And Rabbi Pidah said that it depends on the smachloikis of Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanon. But according to what we're saying now, it does not depend on the smachloikis. That smachloikis was only b'negeet to atfilim in atayda. B'negeet to a chumrim in the Rabbanon. B'negeet to atfilim in the Rabbanon. Or b'negeet to a kavana that you need for your tefillah, which is also only a chumrim with Rabbanon, there everybody will agree that your feet still being connected to the mikveh is like you're still in the mikveh and you could change your kavana. Oh, Marules, and now based on what we learned here, Ola said, I asked the question, or the, the Bach here is going, is boye mine. I asked, he asked the question from Rabbi Yechenen, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that was Machadish, this concept, that when your feet are still in the water, it's as if the water that's on your body is connected to the water below. And therefore the person that's inside the mikveh, the second person inside the mikveh could become tar through this. So now the question is, what about the reverse? Mahu If this person that's getting out of the mikveh and has water on his body, and he could even have some water that's there in the hairs in his head, and you want to take a little pin or other little things, uh, little items, and tavel it in the water that's on the head of the person. In the head of this first person that's coming out of the mikveh. So what's the basis of the question here? Good, aches, isleil Rabbi Should I say good? The word good means to draw down. Good means to draw, that is. And aches means down. Good, aches, isleil Rabbi Do I say that the chiddush of Rabbi is that I consider the water on the body to be connected to what's below, to what's inside the mikveh. And therefore the second person that's inside the mikveh, he's still tiveling in a full mikveh of 40 saw because the water that's above on the person's body that's coming out is, that, is as if it's still connected to the water below. Maybe that Rabbi Yehuda does hold of. But good, asik, lastly. But to say the reverse, to draw it upward, asik means to go upward, to say that the water that's below is connected upward to the, person's, to the water that's on the person's head, that I could now tivel little items in water that's there in the person's head, maybe that he doesn't hold of. Or maybe, good asik nami yisleh, that he says the connection between the water and the person's body and the mikveh below works both ways. It works when someone is tiveling in the mikveh below, and it also works if you want to table something in the water that's on the head of this person above. The what? The what? Yeah, no, I'm, okay, it could be, could be, but the Gemara doesn't bring up that svara here. So um, uh, it's, not, it's not a concept of bittel beray. The Gemara does not bring up that svara, but the Taisus and Ahmed Bey says that the svara here is make water naturally flows downward. So it makes more sense to say that if you're connecting the water to the mikveh, you connect it downward. That the mikveh below still has forty saw in it. 
But to say that the water flows upward, to connect the water, to say that if you table something in the body of the person above, that the water below is connected to above, that's a much bigger chiddush. That maybe we don't say, because water doesn't flow upward. Dr. Gemara Malay said, Rabbi Yechenin told Ula that asked this question to Nisua. We learned this in the Mishnah. What does it say? Shaloish Gemamiyais. You have three pits, Benachal, where there's a stream of water and there are three pits there. You have the, the upper one, a lower one, and a middle one. So in other words, you have these three pits that are on this, in this valley that's flowing down into a water, that's flowing down from a hill into a valley. And there you have these three pits that are going to get filled with water. Now what's the size of these pits? Are they large enough for a mikveh? So the upper pit and the lower pit, they're only half of the size of a mikveh, 20 saw. The middle one, that's large enough, that's a kosher size for a mikveh 40 saw. And there's a stream of rainwater that flows down this hill into the valley that's running from the first, second to the third pit. So what's the halacha? What do I say about the upper pit and the lower pit that don't have enough of a size of a mikveh? Rabbi Yudah Rabbi Yudah says, Meir that Rabbi Meir said, that you can use even the upper pit as a kosher mikveh. In other words, the chiddush is, not only do I say that because there's a stream that connects the middle pit, which is 40 saw, to the lower pit, which is half, only 20 saw, that, it, that is good achis, that I connect the two because the water is flowing downward and you can tayvel there, even in the upper pit that's above, and the water connects between them but it's flowing down, nevertheless I say that the upper pit is also kosher to tayvel in. So here you see that this concept of the water connecting doesn't only go down, but also goes up to connect what's above. So Ula answers him back, but Vatanya, in another Braissa we learned it says, Rabbi Yehuda Aimer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Meir Haya Aimer, that Meir said, Matbel Bel Yaina, that you could tavel even in the upper pit, not only in the lower one. But Vani Aimer, but then Rabbi Yehuda said, I say though, Betachtaina Veloi Bel Yaina. That you can only table in the lower pit and not in the upper pit. The, the water flows downward. And therefore the water, the water that's below is considered to be connected to the middle pit, which is a kosher mikveh. But not the pit above. The pit above is only 20 saw and with that connection does not go to the upper pit because water doesn't flow upward. So therefore we see that Rabbi Yehuda himself disagreed with Rabbi Meir. Yeah, if, okay, if you found a Braise that clearly says that it's only Rabbi Meir that says this, but Rabbi Yudah himself disagrees, so then, okay, so, so Rabbi Yudah disagrees. So Rabbi Yudah will hold regarding the question that Ullah asked that you can't toivel in the water that's on the body of a person when his feet are still in the mikveh. I don't consider the water below to be connected to the water that's on his body above, just like he says over here regarding the pit that's above the middle pit, that the water does not flow upward. Okay, going back to the Mishnah. What did it say? So a person that tevils for chulin. So then the kavane he had for chulin works for chulin, but not for meiser. So the point that we saw in the Mishnah is that the Mishnah is making a distinction between Chulin and Meister. They're not on the same level. Says the Gemara, Mani Masnisin, who is the Tana of our Mishnah, Rabbanon he, this goes according to the opinion of Rabbanon, the Shani Luhu ben Chulin le Meister. 
that make a distinction between Cholin and Maiser. This goes back to the Gemara that we learned yesterday in Dafyut Chesam with Beis. There it was talking about a Sheni Lutuma, and the opinion of the Tanakhama, the opinion of Rab Meir was that when it comes to a Sheni Lutuma, there's no difference between Cholin and Maiser. And then the Rabbonon said that, yeah, there is. That for Chulin, there's no issue with Hashani Latome, but for Maisa, there is. So, just like we learned over there, that there's a distinction between Chulin and Maisa regarding Tome, regarding Hashani Latome. So, the Gemara says this that it says in our Mishnah regarding the Kavana, that our Kavana for Chulin does not work for Maisa, will only go according to the Rabbana's opinion and not according to Rabmeya. Hey, Mesefe, what does it say in the next part of the Mishnah? Big day Amaoretz. You have the garments of an Amaoretz that's not careful with Tome. Medris Leprushin. This is going to be a Tome for people that are careful to eat their Chulin only Betare. Then it says Big day Prushin. The people that are careful to eat their Chulin Betare. Medris That Those garments are going to consider to be Tome for people that are eating, for the Kainim that are eating Trume. So over here, it skips a step. It goes straight from Chulin to Trume. It doesn't speak about the fact that Maisa, that there's a step in between, that those that are keeping their garments tar for Chulin will still be Tommy for Maisa, and those that are tar for Maisa will be Tommy for, for Trume. It skips that step. This goes according to Rab Meir, the Omar, Chulin or Maisa, Kadodininu. That the level of Trume regarding Chulin and Maisa is the same. So Reisha Rabbanon. The Reisha, when it talks about the Kavana and it makes a distinction between Chulan and Maiser, follows Rabbana that make that distinction. And the Seifer that skips Maiser, and it seems like it's the same as Chulan, that goes according to Rab Meir. So the Gemara says two things. First, the Gemara says, Yeah, in, you're right. Reisha Rabbana, Seifer Rab Meir. That's the only way to explain our Mishnah. The Reisha is going to be according to the Rabbana, and the Seifer will be Rab Meir. Ravacha Barada, Ravacha Barada changes the gears in the Mishnah. Masni law, Seifer. He learns in the Seif of the Mishnah, Chomish Mailas. He adds that there are five levels, even though in our Mishnah it only says four. Um, and, but he adds the, lo- the other thing that was missing here, which is the difference between Chulin and Maiser. And he says the entire Mishnah goes according to the Rabbanon that do make a distinction between Chulin and Maiser.